Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. My name is Matthew Hogan, and today I'm joined by Father Fred Gatchett, who is currently stationed at Sacred Heart Cathedral in Salina and is recently celebrating his 30 years of being a priest in the Salina Diocese, which is really exciting. Congratulations, Father Fred. And maybe a good place to start would be with how did you originally feel the calling slash inspiration to become a priest? Well, I think, of course, it all goes to the Holy Spirit. That's the, you know, that's where you have the, the buck stops there. But then how does the Holy Spirit work all that? And I think, first of all, you know, my parents were very devout Catholics. And I think unlike most young people today, I knew, I mean, all of us knew no matter what we did, because our parents told us in very clear language, you know, we will support you in whatever you do, as long as it's legal and moral, obviously. But we want you to, you know, do what's going to bring fulfillment to your life and, you know, do the right thing. And so, and them again, being devout Catholics, I knew that once when I was 14, 15 years old and was kind of thinking, you know, I look around, there's a lot of things that I could do, but priesthood is about the only thing that seems like it really fit. And while I was working through all that, because there's a number of mitigating things, not the least of which was growing up in, in the diocese here, the first time I ever met a seminarian was when I went to the seminary. And, you know, we, you know, our seminarians back in those days didn't go out and do totus to us or prayer in action and get around and mix with people and everything. Thing. And so here I was kind of with what I thought was this vocation, but I'm going, well, yeah, I live in Manhattan, Kansas. What do I do? You know, I've never met a seminarian. I've never been to a seminary. You know, what do I do? And so I just kept on, went through co- went through high school, went through college, you know, got to work and, and thought, well, you know, I got to do something. And, and But the thing of it is, through it all, I knew that my parents would always support me. And that was a that was a big help. When I was in the seminary, my my my, my pre theology class was like twenty seven of us, and then there was four or five guys that were there whose parents were just livid. You know, we can't believe we sent you to college to throw your life away like this. And see, I knew I would never have to deal with that with my parents, and so that made things a lot easier. Yeah, that's definitely a really that that's definitely a really special ability. I guess you could say you had from your parents to be able to really go in the direction that you felt called to because not everybody is allowed to do that. So, then kind of after that, like what was your experience like in seminary because that was because now 30 years ago things have probably changed a lot, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I always kind of compare notes with the seminarians when they're home. A lot of times they, they stay here at the cathedral because we've got lots of bed space and everything. And, and some things have changed and some things are kind of the same. You know, whenever you get a bunch of guys together, there's always going to be all kinds of mayhem because guys are mischievous and they like pulling pranks on each other and, you know, things like that. But then at the same time, you have these guys that are there, you know, that have gone through the arduous process of affiliating with the diocese and going through the evaluations for the the diocese and the seminary and the interviews and so on. And so they're obviously pretty serious about being there because it, you know, if someone's not serious about being there, they're just not going to get in. And so, like I said, at one and the same time, there are some things I think are, you know, kind of about the same in that whenever you have a, a group of guys that are, you know, pursuing this one common vocation, and then I think some things have changed a little bit, but I think it's, you know, it's kind of in the details, not so much in the essentials. And so what might you say to someone who do you think would be discerning religious life or the priesthood now? What would you say to them? 
Well, I would tell them, first of all, make sure that you're praying, you know, and usually by, by the time, like with all those years I was at the campus center and dealt with a number of young ladies that um, ended up joining the Immaculate Heart of Mary sisters in Wichita, which were thrilled to death about, and then the, you know, the half a dozen or so guys that came into the seminary under my my tutelage there, by the time they came to me and were talking about going to the seminary, they were already, you know, pretty much committed to some kind of a, of a prayer life, whether it was going to a holy hour, adoration, you know, daily mass, you know, things like that. And so they were kind of already there, but you just have to have to kind of remind them. I remember there was one of the guys, he didn't come into the seminary for our diocese, which I wish he would have because he's a fantastic priest right now. But after he, you know, after he kind of made the decision and called the vocation director back home and put that old ball in motion, you know, he comes to confession one time and he says, I thought once I, you know, started moving on this vocation that I'd have, you know, some peace. But, you know, it seems like I'm more unsettled now than ever. I said, yeah, hello. That's called the devil. The last thing he wants is one more guy up there turning bread and wine to the body and blood of Jesus for the good of people. And so, you know, you know, you, once you make that decision and once you start moving on it, you know, the devil's going to ratchet up his game that much further, too. So you have to be ready for that. Yeah, and so to kind of move off of the discernment process a little bit, what has been your experience as a priest? Like, what has been some of your favorite things that you've done with the work over the years? And maybe some of your favorite stories, too, if you would. Oh, my gosh, we'd be here for the rest of the week. I'm okay with this. Um, (laughs) How much time do we have? As much as you like. Oh, okay. Well, you know, again, the... um I was blessed growing up that because we moved around a lot when I was a little kid. Um, we lived in the Wichita Diocese for a while. We lived in the Diocese of Jefferson City in Missouri for a while. And then we lived in the Salina Diocese. And it kind of seems like wherever we, wherever I went, even there was a year I was living in the Archdiocese of Omaha, I was always blessed to be around very good priests, you know, that were, you know, to me, a good priest is, you know, it's, I always kind of refer to it as the shopkeepers of the church. You know, you look you look at these at these folks out there that, you know, maybe you got got a guy that runs an auto parts store or they have a you know a husband and a wife and they run a cafe or you know whatever you know that these people they get up every morning you know they get out of bed they get in their car they go in they hang out the shingle open and they work their business for the day and they come home you know well that's that's a parish priest you know i mean they we're, we're we're a different kind of a bird than the priests in the monasteries and so on they have a, a different charism or if you're like a teaching priest in a, a college or university you, know, you kind of have a little bit different charism. But parish priests, like I said, were the shopkeepers of the church. We're the ones that get up in the morning, open up the church, you know, welcome the folks in, say the morning mass, do the morning confessions, you know, and then, you know, in the office, you just never know what's going to come through the door. You know, it might be someone coming in looking for help with their utility bill, or, you know, a young couple comes in with their baby. What do we got to do to get our baby baptized? Or, um, you just never know. You know, it's just, it's one thing after another, and it's always something different. And so, you know, that's the thing, the thing about priesthood, if there's ever a priest out there that says he's bored, it's his own fault because there's there's plenty of stuff going on. And in, in parish life, again, you just don't know from one day to the next. You know, you get called because there's been a tragic death. You know, you have a, you know, some 16-year-old got killed in a car wreck or, you know, a couple wants to come in and get married, you know, a joyful moment or, you know, you, ha- you know whatever. And so, you know, you, there's, there's just never, no, no two days are ever alike. And I think that that's been one thing that um, what Stephen Rossetti, Father Stephen Rossetti, 
actually is a priest. He has a doctorate in sociology, and he does all kinds of, of studies and so forth. He sends out questionnaires all the time and does studies on priests and what we like and what we don't like and, you know, what's working and what's not working and so on. And and his, his studies he's been doing for the past, I don't know, 20, 25 years. The one thing that always comes out of them consistently is, is the priests have about the highest job satisfaction of any other quote-unquote job in the world. You know, and when they, when they, when they, when they, Whole, you know, plumbers or attorneys or, you know, millwrights or, you know, welders or accountants or whatever, you know, they, they you know, have, you know, those, they're good folks. You know, we need them. We need those folks bad. But they don't always have the highest job satisfaction. Maybe, you know, as low as 40, maybe as high as 60, 70 percent of them are going, yeah, I'm glad that I went to college to learn how to be a, you know, accountant or whatever, and that's what I do, and that's what I enjoy. Well, you know, if you're in that boat, God love you, you know, but there's a lot of them that aren't. The job satisfaction rate among priests is typically around 98%, and I think that probably because, especially among Dawson priests, is that the, our life is just so varied. You, you know, you can't claim that you're getting bored. There's always a challenge. I mean, again, if it isn't something going on with people's lives, I, I always joke about, you know, pe- people go, well, Father, how things going there at the cathedral? I say, well, just waiting for the next thing to clog up, break, or leak, you know, because there's always something, you know, needing attention around here. So like I said, it's just, it's, it's never a dull moment. I don't know if that kind of answers your question or not. That was part one with Father Fred. I hope you'll tune in for part two tomorrow. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.